designed with women in mind as we delve into what it means to be a true follower of Christ and how to navigate our daily lives, my prayer is simply that my speech will be theologically sound and that our words will be encouraging and life-giving. We will have different guests in the weeks to come and will be looking from various perspectives while staying ever true to God's Word. The title of the podcast is Beautiful Imperfection, As we go about our busy, chaotic lives, we tend to focus on the doing and not the being of who God created us to be. We sometimes get it backwards. In this podcast, we will discuss from week to week the being, our identity in Christ, produces the doing, and that the doing is an overflow of who we are in Him. We are imperfect in every way, but Jesus is perfect. The beauty in our imperfection is Him. So wherever you are in your season of life, if you're in your car, in your laundry room, or sitting in your favorite chair, grab a cup of coffee and take a deep breath. Relax and listen in as we look and talk about what being in Christ really means and how the Bible explains that it is not our imperfection that makes or breaks us, but that it is his perfection that covers us and that we can find rest in that promise. Then we serve him out of an abundance of love that only comes through him. Lean in with us. Here we go. Okay, last week we talked a little bit or gave an intro on talking about the armor of God. So um, as we're going along, continuing in today and also how we Study God's Word following that will be our next few podcasts. So hopefully that will be something that will want you to tune in. If you have friends that you want to hear these kinds of things, now would be a great time to uh, clue them in. And so how to get all that God has for us from it and how we apply it or what I call an action plan. That's the things that we're going to be talking about today, Lindsay, with the armor of God. And would you mind just starting us out by reading Ephesians 6, 10 through 17? Sure thing. All right. So um, Ephesians 6, 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against the powers of his, this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the de- day of the evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Mm. There's a lot to unpack in this passage, isn't there? Oh, yes. Yeah. So one thing I'd like to say starting out is that if we are a believer then if we're a follower of Christ, Lindsay, um, does Satan come after us? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a good question that I feel like sometimes we um, will think that we, we uh, have protection over us at all points in time. And, and yes, we do. 
um, Siri is talking to us. Siri, <laughs> do you want in on this podcast? No, thank you. We did not invite you. <laughs> Siri, there's the devil. Then we go say again. He's like, let me in on this. <laughs> it's one of his schemes. But going back to the devil, you know what? He's he's working in the world at any point in given time, right? We we are born um, here, and um, unfortunately, we have um, flesh that. Um, we sin. And so Satan's working all the time. And, and though we are Christians, um, we know that we have protection of the Lord, but it doesn't mean that, um, Satan's still continually trying to knock on us and, um, get into our minds and our hearts. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. He is, um, he is alive and he works. He does. And it's interesting too. I think that we need to understand that the reason that he does that is to keep us from what it is that God has planned for our life. Mm -hmm. So if Satan's bugging you, it's horrible, but it's not a bad thing (laughs) because that means that God has something for you and that Satan wants to stop that. So I think if we keep that to me, that's, that's kind of encouraging, but the most encouraging part is that he says right here in his word, I'm giving you everything that you need in order to battle that. Mm. And so the armor of God is not just something that we put on like a piece of clothing. Like, you know, we put on our jeans today and we take them off tonight when we and change into whatever we sleep in. It's not that kind of thing where we're putting it on, taking it off, putting it on and taking it off. Um, We don't wear it to be flashy or like we're going to the prom or (laughs) something where, you know, it's not that kind of thing. It's in the spiritual realm of, God covering us, our hearts and our minds and our souls and and all of those things. And as a believer, it's something that is a part of us. So it's not, even though we talk of the reason it says putting on, it's like the the um, action word of, and it's uh, like a soldier. A soldier would do these things. And so that is what it's talking about. And we are soldiers of Christ and he is our um, spiritual defender. And so once we put it on, uh, we never take it off. Um, it's, it's part of us cause we are a believer and it's always available to us, protect us in our defense against the attacks of Satan. But it is also our off- offense against those attacks. So being prepared for battle or a game, we might say, um, is beyond, beyond our human ability and we can't do it alone. So we must be grounded in in Christ. And I love the way that God uses things in scripture that shows us when he says something, he's, he uses something that we can understand, like yeah. a word picture. Yeah. No, I think it's so important to understand um, because um, the Bible has so many descriptors um, to be able to paint that picture. And um, specifically, even this armor of God on how we should be able to be grounded in Christ. Mm-hmm. He protects us from the enemy. He gives us what is called armor mm-hmm. to fill, to, to win battles against our minds that are filled with the lies. So Pam, um, let's just break down um, the verse by verse just to help understand the descriptor term of armor that mm-hmm. God gives us. Okay. In this passage, Paul's telling us that there are seven pieces. A lot of times you hear, hear six pieces and I guess there are six physical pieces, but I added prayer to that. Mm-hmm. So for like the seventh, cause it, the next verse just says, you know, prayer. Um, so pieces of armor that God has given his children for their protection are the first three is the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the feet prepared with the gospel, 
So these are saying that we must be ready for whatever comes our way. Those are things that a soldier would always have on hand. Yeah. So if we take out the belt, the breastplate, and the feet descriptors, we're left with truth, righteousness, and being prepared with the gospel. Exactly. So ready for the battle, free of distractions. Um, We must protect our mind and our emotions by relying on God's righteousness and not our own. We stand on the truth of the gospel and rest in him and him alone. We find peace. I like that. Okay, so now let's break down verses 16 and 17. Um, So taking up the shield of faith with which extinguishes all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Okay, these three pieces would never be taken off when the soldier was on the battlefield. Uh, He'd always have those things on. Um, He, uh, the shield, the helmet and the sword were kept close by. So he kept his shoes, he kept his you know, the, his helmet and his breastplate because that was the protection that he would need. And then um, that's why the scripture says to take up. So it requires action at the time when we need it. So if we're just sitting around thinking, okay, well, you know, I got all this stuff. And it's kind of like having a treasure and mm-hmm. a box full of treasures, but you never open it. Mm-hmm. So it's yours, but until you use it, it's of no use to you, right? Because you don't even really realize what's in the box. That's kind of how the Bible is. The Bible's there for us, you know, and it it's a treasure. Well, you don't and, know its power, right? Until exactly. you use it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way. This is what he's telling us. Um, you're taking these things that I have given you, and sometimes it requires you actually being aware of that and taking it. It's always there for you, but are we using it in the way that God? intends for us to use it. Mm -hmm. And that's the question. So Roman soldiers had different kinds of shields, um, but there were two that were most common. One was a small round shield that was strapped to his arm for hand-to-hand combat. Um, So that would be us going up against Satan with our, (laughs) you know, little shields. But But then there's a large shield for the front lines. And these kind, this is the kind that Paul was referring to in this passage. And this is why context is important to look Mm -hmm. at what the, in the time frame that this was happening, what the soldiers were doing and what that it represented. So these were much like a door in their size. It was a huge piece of wood. And when um, they were placed side by side, sometimes you could even lock them together so that it formed a complete barrier. Um, And so it helped them defend against the arrows of the enemy, but also they could, um, be defensive in the fact that they those doors were up there, those shields were up there, so the warriors behind them could fire at mm. the enemy as well. So this is important for us to realize that um, they did this in community and not alone. Yeah, how would it be like just to have one door versus 10, 12 doors? Yeah, you know, it's so, so much different, and it's interesting to see how community is so important um, in life. Right. And I think sometimes we don't think about that when we're thinking about, oh, we're in this all by ourselves. No, we're not. Or we're in this with God. And yes, we are. Mm -hmm. But God also has supplied other people who can come alongside you with their shield, too. Sometimes if you're not feeling 
you know, the strength that you need to feel. It's okay to say to a friend or to someone who you know has a great relationship with God mm-hmm. that is in the word and that knows just to say, hey, I'm I'm not feeling quite strong today. Can can you assist me? And if we don't have that community to come alongside of us, sometimes we do feel lonely or alone and we're just the one shield, but that's not what God's talking about here. That's right. No, and, and God states this over and over and over again in his word. Uh, Matthew 18, 20 says, for where there are two or three that gather in my name, there I am with them. And I'm um, Mark 10, 9, therefore God has joined us together that let no one separate. And even Ephesians 3, 16 through 18, um, this is a longer one, but it it's really rings true. Um, I pray that out of his riches, he made strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all of Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how deep and how high his love is for us. Mm. God's designed the church to work together. And when we stand together arm in arm, we are stronger in using the weapons God has given us. Um, our, it, it, it helps us not only to encourage us, but it also undergirds us mm-hmm. if we help each other. And um, we have victory in Jesus. Absolutely. <laughs> so faith means totally defending, depending on God and being willing to do His will in our lives. It isn't something to be showy for other people to see in you. Um, it's actually just to point them to Jesus. And we talk about that a lot. And I think that's so important, but it means believing in his promises, even when we can't see the promises fulfilled yet. Mm -hmm. So we're in this battle. We have all the things that God, that we need. And how then do we extinguish the fiery darts of doubt and unbelief that Satan wants to hit us with? And that's usually where he takes on the greatest battle, right? Mm -hmm. In our minds. And, um, he plants things there and sees what we'll hold on to and what we won't. And so by taking up and applying the shield that God has provided through faith, we're able to um, this thing uh, put out those fires. Mm-hmm. So the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, a soldier would never enter battle without his helmet and his sword. Um, and so neither should we. Absolutely. Yes. And that's what he's saying. Um, You have these things, use them. Mm -hmm. So for a believer, the helmet protects us from the doubt that Satan places in our minds and the doubt that would cause us to doubt our salvation or to question God's goodness to us um, or so that we would be um, insecure in our own salvation. And sometimes that is something that really stops people, I think, because they'll say, okay, I know I made a decision for Christ, but I don't. I don't really feel that way right now, or did I really, or, and as long as Satan can keep us doubting our salvation, he knows that he will keep us from doing the work of that salvation. And so the helmet is so important. So Paul's addressing um, the believers. So it doesn't refer to the helmet, meaning receiving Christ as Savior. It means we've already done that. But the armor of God is given to his children for protection and defense. Um, 
So Satan's sword could be said is doubt of discouragement. Our sword as a believer is the word of God and the truth that guides us. Mm -hmm. So the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit give us confidence that nothing can separate us from the love of God. If God is for us, who can be against us? And that's what in Romans 8, 31. And that's so that can be so encouraging to a believer. And these are the things, though, that we need to marinate on and think about instead of the doubting and all that. We need to concentrate on the things that God has promised and that he says are there for us Mm -hmm. and has given us Thomas Guthrie, a Scottish pastor, which I wish I could speak in that brogue, but I can't. said that the Bible is an armory of heavenly weapons, a laboratory of infallible medicines, a mine of exhaustless wealth. It is a guidebook for every road, a chart for every sea, a medicine for every malady, and a balm for every wound. Rob us of our Bible, and our sky has lost its sun. And I think that's so important for us to realize. I think the gifts that God has given us are so great that we don't comprehend them sometimes. And we need to think about that. Well, it's so easy to um, just have the lies start to consume us because they're easy, right? Right. They're easy. Yeah. Um, But the word of God is the truth. And what he does is he wants us to take that word in and Mm -hmm. meditate on it and allow him to work inside of us, deepen our relationship with him. And once we do, we start to see and articulate all those pretty little answers that we thought were so hard to to articulate Mm -hmm. before. And then they were gold. Exactly. And even the hard things, you know, I always say this, the hard things that we overcome are so much more beautiful and so much more important. Um, And we remember these types of, um, tragedies and, um, overcome hard times in our life. Um, when, when we have God, um, right. And the discouragement that we have and that Satan places in our life and, and the things that he always attacks us with can turn into courage mm-hmm. when we realize the things that God has given us. So we shouldn't really be afraid of his attacks. Right. We have the weapons that we need. Um, and those things that God gives us, it should give us the courage to do the things that in his word, he says we can do when mm-hmm. we just think, oh, I can't do that. Can mm-hmm. I, you know? And so, but really, if God is giving us something to do, he gives us the tools like the armor. He gives us everything else that we need in order to accomplish those things. Yeah. So we don't need to count. We don't, we need to stop resting on the human things, the things that are temporal, the things that Satan wants to tempt us. Like for the very first temptation, I mean, he does the exact same thing today. He's not very smart. He's not it's very the same creative. thing over and over again. <laughs> so he's still using the same things. And God's saying, hey, I got all everything you need, all the weapons that you need right here. He uses the same old thing. So if you use these things and you put on the full armor of God, you are ready for anything that he has coming because he's given us the tools that we need for battle. He's also given us the tools we need for growth. Yeah. Hebrews 4, 12 through 13 says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two edged sword, piercing to division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of narrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. 
and no creation is hidden from his sight, but they are all naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Mm. That's powerful, isn't Mm -hmm. it? So in a way, we could say that the whole armor of God is a picture of Jesus Christ, right? Mm -hmm. So Jesus is the truth. He is our righteousness and our peace. His faithfulness makes our faith possible. He is our salvation, and he is the word of God. This is how we know that when we receive Christ, we receive the full armor of God. And that should be of great encouragement to us. And um, he never leaves us or forsakes us. He never leaves us unprotected, and he never leaves us unloved. And if there is any leaving happening, it's not him. It's us. Mm -hmm. And so I would like to leave you with that today. Lindsay and I will pray for you this week and um, want you to know that um, God is there for you, for those who are listening um, and struggling with anything. um, God is always enough. And sometimes we think that and we take that um, not as importantly and Um, with as much weight as we should take it. Mm -hmm. So um, my prayer for you would be that you would consider what it is that God is laying on your heart today. And we look forward to talking to you again next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you have gleaned something of value that will help you in your day-to-day lives and draw you closer to living fully in who God designed you to be. Until next time, you are beautiful in His sight. If you've been thinking and listening to us and wondering, how can this become a reality in my life? How, does, how can my identity be in Christ? And you've never received Him. I'd like to give you the opportunity to do that right now by praying a sinner's prayer. It's a very simple prayer, and it goes like this. Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you for going to the cross and dying for my sins. I open up my heart. I ask you to come in. Please forgive me for everything that I've done and help me to walk with you as I follow you in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we would love to connect with you and help you as you start your life in Christ. Please visit thebestnews.org.